Not too much, dude. I'm freaking uh, just interviewing peeps and uh, trying to get through all the speakers for Elevate and get Elevate going and Ledge Conference and all kinds of crazy stuff. So just another day in the neighborhood of uh, Agency Nation and Trusted Choice, you know? Right, man. Absolutely. What about you? What's up? Oh, man. Just uh, my son decided that I was going to be his uh, show and tell. Okay. So I just uh, I just um, talked to a bunch of five year olds, which was cool, um, and then hightailed it back to uh, back to my home office here, so that I wasn't driving <clears throat> driving around while I was talking, um, so you didn't hear any road noise and that kind of stuff. So cool, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, other than that, just same same stuff, man. Just you know, being an insurance agent and all the other stuff that comes with that. So. Awesome. Well, dude, I, uh, I'm super pumped that, uh, you're going to be moderating this panel at Elevate. It's, uh, I think it's going to be wicked fun. I'm super interested to see what kind of, um, spin you put on it. Uh, I have some ideas for like super high level 30,000 foot, but I'd really like for you and for the panelists to kind of make it your own. Um, It's the only agent panel at Elevate this year. Uh, There's two carrier panels. Um, uh, We have uh, three CEOs coming in um, on Monday, uh, which will be, I think, an hour or two after your panel um, from uh, a couple super regional carriers. Sorry, my brain's not working. And then um, three carrier CEOs on Tuesday morning. So those are the only other panels. Uh, so I think this is kind of a unique thing for the conference this year that I think is going to be awesome. I think you're yeah. going to get a pretty high level of attendance. Um, I don't know if you saw all the people, but uh, I did add um, Avery uh, more to yeah. the list as well. Uh, super dynamic. So you have pretty – you four – diverse but dynamic uh people on the panel that you have to manage so you you don't have a mm-hmm. small task but uh but you you seemed like the man to get it done well first uh thank you for the opportunity man for sure and the faith there uh <clears throat> yeah it should be fun i saw i think there's yeah i think maybe i've never met or um i don't know of avery or matt i don't think yeah um, so that'll be cool to meet a couple new people too so that'll be fun. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I um, I mean, what are you thinking? Where do you, so where did you head after this? Panel? My idea for it was I wanted to bring together a group of um, young-ish agents, uh, but the idea was more like, you know, the five of you are are core pieces of the future of the industry, right? Like you represent the ideas, the thoughts, the different demographics, the, you know, all the stuff that's going to make up the next 20 years of our industry. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I don't necessarily know exactly where it goes, but my idea was if I put four or five people who are, uh, emerging slash or leaders slash emerging leader types you know what i mean um doing Mm -hmm. all in different ways um in a room and they have a conversation like what does that look like so i guess it's more like maybe if i tossed out the high level idea of you guys have you guys are going to be driving forward the next 20 years of this industry like how do you Mm -hmm. do that like what does that look like like how do you make sure that the industry's around how do you secure your own place in it how do you support your fellow agents how do you know what is what does all that look like or is it you know 
fuck my fellow agents. I'm going to do it, do it <laughs> myself. Or you know what I mean? Like, right. like how did how do you get that done? And 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 all of you are coming from different places. Um, some sure. are legacies. Some are owners. Some aren't owners. <clears throat> some you know. So I think it's a really eclectic group. Um, but all of you guys are super super dynamic. And um, so I'm I'm just interested to see what comes out of it. I I think. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> I like uh, I like that view, actually. I mean, it, it is pretty interesting because um, being kind of, you know, new to the industry for sure, uh, and then kind of coming in as, as a quote-unquote outsider, looking at how successful the industry is when certain things, you know, just aren't really, I don't know, you know, optimized really in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just amazing to me right you know like i mean it's always amazing to me too now um when i you know either meet with a new carrier or just kind of see like their system and i'm and i'm thinking to myself like where was the investment in making the agent's job easier like how's that not how's that not a priority right like we we're still using dos like I, i don't understand um so no man i think that's an awesome idea and i think um you know aside from the call with these guys next week or whatever you know all of us kind of chatting and getting to know each other outside of that too we'll be able to come up with some really cool yeah stuff you know because i mean all of us do have different perspectives and different restraints almost in some ways depending on the agency you know i mean that's and that that was kind of like the biggest sort of eye-opening thing as i've gotten to know a lot of these friends that i made from elevate last year is just like they their situation is much different you know and and for better or for worse you know yeah you know what's funny is um it's like the the unique limiting factors of each individual are kind of what define how their own creativity for innovation comes out. You know what I mean? Like that based on how you are limited, whether it's, you know, my father or grandfather just hates anything that's electronic. You know what I mean? So I got (laughs) to sneak my iPhone into the office. Yeah. I mean, that's probably taking it too far, but you know what I mean? It's like everyone has these unique limiting factors. And then, and then there's this weird like seed of I'm, I know I need to push forward despite that limiting factor. And and then it's like, that's where like the really cool creative innovations come up from. And, um, it's just, uh, yeah, it's super interesting, man. So, so yeah, that call that we have, um, all I'm going to do is really kind of set the table. Like I did with you. I'll probably be a little more articulate when I do it just because, uh, you know, I have a bunch of people on the call, but then I would say, you know, the best way to attack it from my perspective would be for you to have, three to four questions that 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 you guys kind of agree on um and and then do not ask them those questions in that way right so Mm -hmm. what i what i like to do when i'm moderating and again take this don't take it this is not like a must do it's just what's worked for me when i'm moderating is like i like to give someone the question so that they feel like they can they can um and then ask it just in a slightly different way so that they can't give you the exact boilerplate, boring, 
monotonous response that they had planned in their head, even if they don't want it to be monotonous, like once you spend too much time thinking about it and planning out each word that you're going to say, it doesn't come out right. So then you just give it to them in a slightly different angle and then it's all about the follow-up questions. That's, That's really, you get, you have three or four questions that kind of guide where their mind is and then the follow-up questions are where you get where you get the that's where the gold is that's that's where the really juicy stuff is is in those follow-up questions and man with four people like that and then if you can get them talking to each other like that was that when matt and and uh and cinna at agent 2021 started going back and forth with each other and then actually jumped in on top and it was like i wasn't even there i was like this now we're cooking now we're cooking with gas that's that's the fun part so i'm sure you guys will get there i have literally no doubts um and i'm just super excited to see uh to see what comes out so that's very cool yeah <clears throat> yeah, man, it's gonna be awesome. All right, so um, let, let, let's get right into it. I just we're, it's really conversational, and I just want to talk through and and the whole point of um, the whole point of doing these interviews is that uh, you're you're a speaker at Elevate. I'm super super pumped that you're coming and that you're willing to be part of the event. And and obviously we become buddies. And uh, yeah. uh, you probably we probably Instagram. I probably Instagram more with you than I do with anybody else. And um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just want to learn more about you and, and kind of share your story your origin story kind of with uh with the audience so that if they don't know who you are which is crazy but if they don't um when they see you at elevate they'll they'll feel more connected so so maybe just give me like the the woody brown elevator pitch like like you know as far back as you're willing to go or you think is interesting like how did you how did you get to be an insurance agent man yeah man i think it's a common uh a common origin story is that nobody really kind of aimed. And it's funny, I just came back from, like I said, you know, my five-year-old's classroom. And whenever you ask a a five-year-old, like, who's ever heard of insurance? Nobody raises their hand, right? Because when you're little, an insurance agent isn't kind of one of those things. It's firemen, policemen, superheroes, something like that. But, um, yes. Oh gosh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, Jedi, whatever. Um, so I, I don't know. I'll start. I, I graduated, um, from college with a degree in biology, which is pretty random. Uh, and initially had kind of an idea to potentially like go to dental school, you know, being owning my own business in some way and having control was always something that I, you know, had you know aspirations to do but along the way from the time i was like in middle school to the end of college i also played music <clears throat> so that was also kind of like the big picture sort of dream but you know my parents from day one were you know always like you gotta get an education you gotta get an education get a college degree and then let's talk right <clears throat> so i got my degree in college um and Pretty short thereafter, formed an indie rock band with uh, one of my best friends. And man, you know, using it's so funny. I mean, just to think about it, using the same kind of stuff that I do now in insurance to kind of build an audience, to reach out to people, to connect. Back then, though, the the social media um, platform of choice for I think everyone really was uh, MySpace. Yep. You know, you say MySpace now, and it's like immediately embarrassing. <clears throat> but Met my like wife on then, MySpace. <laughs> man, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, exactly, dude. I mean, that was the Facebook was kind of like 
you know, everyone kind of had one, I guess, like, but you had to have like your school account to get in and, you know, whatever. Um, and so MySpace was it and you could reach out to so many people. So, um, we started just kind of like recording as many songs as we possibly could pretty low budge, um, recordings, but we would just like put them on there, you know, constantly <clears throat> and create sort of like, a, I mean, really like almost a false buzz. Right. We'd, we'd say, Hey, you know, we're putting out these songs. We're about to go into the studio. You know, when we weren't about to go in the studio, but you know, um, and you know, tell us what you think, you know, and we would send a song to just any, cause you could search back then by like cities and stuff. So we decided, you know, playing in our hometown is cool and all, but we kind of want to be able to say we're on tour, even if we go to a city that's an hour away or something. So we started searching by city and then just interacting with people from there. And <clears throat> by doing that, we just created this huge, like sort of online following. And the very first show that we played was this all ages show uh, here in, in our hometown. And it was just like, we pull up to the venue to unload our gear and there's just like a wraparound line. And we're like, what the heck is going on here? And, and we're like, wait, these guys are here for, you know, we've never even played in front of anyone before and now it's like a sold out all you just show you know <clears throat> and at that point you know yeah your ego gets a little you know stoked a little bit and you're like yeah i'm a rock star this is amazing but <clears throat> we we you know that same vibe man that we got when we were around gary v where he like like he actually cared about every single word that came out of your mouth and yeah. wanted to connect with you in a way that like is so rare i think in the world like that's the same kind of care that we have for our fans so our, our following just grew and grew and grew <clears throat> ultimately man we got signed um actually by winning a myspace contest um which is pretty funny <clears throat> and um we we won the contest and that's how we got to play with uh kings of leon at Summerfest in milwaukee and that was like our 10th show ever so now we go from a sold out all ages show with a couple hundred kids at this you know small little bar venue in our hometown 10 shows later we're playing in front of um you know like i don't know 10 15 000 people opening for kings of leon and we're just like uh you know we had to buy this is not a lot we had to figure out and shop for a tour van when we won the contest because we're like um we don't have a way to get up there you know <laughs> so they're like well we'll forward you some cash and you go buy a van we're like okay so i mean that's how we would go in my you know we would load up all of our gear in all of our cars for that first kind of show so it just happened like really really fast we got signed and and you know toured the country for a long time um recorded an album on our own kind of like right before that and released it on itunes that's kind of what's out there now then we flew out they flew us out to la we lived there for a couple months uh, recorded an album <clears throat> so that's like the pin, that's when you you're kind of like in that mindset where did we we made it right like there's nothing we need to do except for wake up in the morning go to the studio play your instrument and do it well and then go like do whatever you want to that night right that's the, and it's all paid for <laughs> so that's like the moment when you're like this is it you know <clears throat> and then 2008 2009 happened and you know the housing market wasn't the only industry affected by that and our label was like this little indie label that was a subsidiary of, of epic and sony one of the first things they started doing were just was just cutting off the funding to 
all of those small labels. <clears throat> so we were in our car, man. We'd been away from home for a couple months. We were touring the uh, Northeast. It was winter time, which, you know, a couple guys from the dirty South, you know, hot Atlanta, as they like to say, in the Northeast in the wintertime, we were underprepared to say the least. Um, and we get this call and they're like, hey guys, <clears throat> you know, the funding for touring is, is we're gonna have to cut it off. We don't really know what the future looks like and, and blah, blah, blah. And that was really like, that was our paycheck. That's the only way we had money to pay our bills or eat or anything like that. So after years and years of kind of doing this and all these personalities and egos in check and people button heads all the time, you know, it kind of just dissolved from there. At you know, at the same time, I've been dating my my now wife for several several years, and you know, thankfully she's super supportive. <laughs> but eventually, it's kind of like you know, man, we need to you know, you got to put a ring on it. You got to you know, start thinking about what's next because trying to figure it out musically is just it seems pretty unstable. So anyway, long story short, um, you know, I, I worked for the university I went to as a admissions recruiter, and then I got. Um, recruited myself to be a physician recruiter and you know the 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 idea that they kind of pitched to me was very like sort of wolf of wall street like you're gonna be you know just calling up doctors and it's just like you're gonna make so much money and i was like okay you know cool <clears throat> and then i get there and i'm sitting in a cubicle with a headset on literally just calling dentalist all day long and dude now that you know me pretty well that is like that is the definition of hell for me is just calling down a list inside indoors in a cubicle i can't see a window that's just hell so i was just miserable a mutual friend of clayton uh, uh the Rhodes group uh founder and, and owner of of the agency he and i went to college together we were fraternity brothers actually and one of our mutual friends I think I was just like kind of bitching and moaning to her, man, like, oh, dude, because she used to work for that physician recruitment company. I was like, this sucks, man. You know, I'm like, it takes me so long to get there. And all I, you know, it just, it's the worst. <clears throat> she just kind of happened to mention to him when he had started the agency, hey, you know, you should, you know, reach out to Woody, see if he'd be interested, you know. So he invited me out to lunch. My initial thought is like, this dude is going to try to sell me insurance. You know, I didn't even think that he was going to talk about any kind of employment stuff. <laughs> Um, we sit down, you know, we hang out, catch up because it's been several years since we talked or seen each other. And, um, you know, he kind of listened to me kind of gripe about what I was doing. And he's like, listen, man, you know, I just started this agency. Uh, it's an independent agency. He kind of gave me, you know, the spiel of what that is and how it's different. And, and immediately I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Uh, but there was still like a little bit of a, of a reservation, I think, because I had this like picture in my mind of what an insurance agent is or was, and I didn't necessarily fit that mold, you know? Like, mm, I don't know, you know, I, I picture like a much older guy who, you know, plays a lot of golf and stuff like that, and um, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm gonna be a good fit for that, you know? But he told me to think about it, you know, I went home, researched, uh, and, uh, man, I just, after some thought, after talking it over with my wife, I kind of dove in head first. Um, and man, I'm so glad I did. Never, never looked back. It's, it's an amazing industry. It's, I mean, I think that if done correctly, it can literally, it can cater to anyone's interest. I think, you know, anyone interested in anything you can find 
a place in, in the industry. So that's the Campbell's soup version. Yeah. You know, it's, it, there's, there's, well, there's a lot in there that I want to unpack. Um, the first thing I, I want to say is I did not meet my wife on MySpace. <laughs> I knew my wife before MySpace, but our first communication was MySpace. Right. Yeah, it was like email back then was MySpace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I said that to you and the whole time I was thinking if my wife listens to this, she's going to be horrified that I told, <laughs> told everyone that I found her on MySpace. Um, uh, that being said, so, you know, there's, there's so much in there. Um, you know, I, man, I'm trying to decide where I want to go first. The the first thing that hit me when you told me about your backstory and all that kind of stuff um, was, and, and looking at, at what you do now, and, and you kind of finished it with your last thought there, that the, the industry caters to basically whatever you want to be, whatever lifestyle you want to live, this industry has the ability to afford you that lifestyle. Um, if it's you want to be a grinder and just work all day and that's what you're into, there's that. If you want to work half days and and you know do ha- live a life outside the industry, there's that. I mean, it's very flexible. So, I, And you have very much made how you operate um, and how you market yourself and, and all that your own. Um, you do a daily vlog. You do these uh, Ask Woody Wednesday videos. Um, you know, how have you brought... The, the creativity that it takes to be in a in a band and um, I've always wished that I have musical talent but I literally have zero as much as I have this tremendous <laughs> appreciation for it I'm like one of those geeks that will literally always be on the sidelines looking at someone else do it it's like <laughs> well that's fine man I'm like the flip side of that is I'm basically like that with like uh, sports like I yeah I know you played baseball like I might be the worst baseball player. I only played one year and I was like <laughs> no I'm not that sucks I'm I'm I like I'm gonna just save the baseball cards I can still be a fan but definitely not worth playing I'm just <laughs> terrible so how has that um, how has that translated I mean what obviously that is that experience and just your love and passion for music and performing has uh, has you know is, will transcend it, basically probably every aspect of your life forever but specifically how is it how have you brought it into your insurance life Sure. Well, <clears throat> I think it's been kind of a gradual evolution to that point, man, because, you know, when you first get started and you're basically building it from literally nothing, no kind of client base, I mean, there's no way I would have been able to do, I don't, well, that's not true. I, it would have just been different, I guess. But a daily vlog my first year would have been even more difficult because my focus was so freaking laser beam uh, focused toward like getting new business and, and, you know, making a living really, um, you know, <clears throat> so it's evolved over time. And I think, um, you know, some aspects of it I've been able from out of the gate, been able to like kind of call back on, for example, you know, not being afraid to just like walk into a real estate agent's office, uh, or an agency's office or uh, a mortgage office and just, you know, cold and just walk in and, and, you know, get the information that I need to kind of, you know, uh, have another visit or at least talk to the people that I need to talk to, um, to try to, you know, get a speaking opportunity or whatever. And then, you know, of course, like speaking in front of people is, I love that. I love being in front of a lot of people. Um, you know, the, the irony is like, if it was just me and acoustic guitar and like three people, I'd be nervous as hell for some reason. I have no idea why, if it is a room full 
like a million people, no problem. I like, like that energizes me. It gives me like extreme strength. So, um, I prefer that. So I've been like from the get go, I was able to kind of utilize that sort of, I guess, strength, if you will, um, in, in terms of performance and stuff to public speak and, and, and talk and speak in front of real estate agents and, and, and all of that thing. So, uh, in terms of kind of it finally evolving into, uh, the outlet of video, uh, you know, it, it, it luck, I guess, man, because like, I think luckily I knew that, you know, I'd be able to use my creativity in some way. And I think, um, the marketing aspects early on, <clears throat> you know, I, I was able to kind of you know, blog a little bit or um, utilize just viewing things in a non-traditional way, whether that is the approach or, um, you know, uh, I don't know, maintaining and, and, and cultivating the relationships with, with clients and also referral sources and that. I think sometimes it is an advantage that I don't come from the industry because, um, I don't know, I don't know any better. So I just kind of do it my way and it works. <clears throat> um, but man, so, so like happy that I've been able to find something that I can sink my teeth into creatively. Um, you know, like uh, with video, you know, <clears throat> um, I mean, dude, I'm not going to lie. Like, and everybody listening, please understand that I'm not like a superhero, dude, just because I'm doing a daily vlog and stuff and I don't necessarily talk about that much. It is tough, man. I mean, it, it really is. Uh, it, it puts a strain on, on things sometimes. You know, I have to make sure that, I mean, just like, in, you know, you have to make sure that all of those other areas in your life are taken care of, you know, and as a parent, as a father, as a husband, as a, you know, business person, I have to make sure it's not affecting those areas and that juggle, you know, um, it's tough, man. There's days when I'm like, gosh, man, you know, I was so busy. I didn't even feel a darn thing today. What am I going to, what am I going to do? You know? And then how do I keep everyone interested? And, you know, um, so it is, it is tough, but I, I do love it. You know, it's, um, it's a lot of fun. Have you seen, like, what kind of reaction have you gotten from, um, or, I'm going to ask you a better thing. What is the most unexpected yeah. reaction that you've gotten from people when they see or find out or watch the, the daily vlog that you're doing? Kind of the most, like, surprising one that happened was, um, you know, I, I work remotely generally, but I was in our office, <clears throat> you know, probably about a month after the vlog and there's like a community sort of coffee machine and I kind of looked out the door and somebody, you know, was there and I kind of came back in and was talking with some of the other agents and this lady comes to the door and she's like, Hey, you're Woody. Yes. Uh, yes, ma'am. And she's like, you're the video guy, you know? And that was kind of shocking because I'm like, what? Uh, okay. And that's actually happened. So that, even though I'm putting this stuff out there and kind of, you know, have these like expectations that someone somewhere is, is sort of watching that has happened multiple times. And, you know, it turns out she's a mortgage lender and, um, you know, um, because it's now in my email signature, uh, you know, people that are either carrier partners or, you know, um, 
just other folks that I'm kind of like talking to or even just beginning the introduction conversation, it, man, it warms it up like crazy. Oh man, I love that blog or I love, uh, you know, Hey, I saw that episode that, and they'll just kind of like dive right in. Cause the truth is too, man, because it's daily, you could ask me right now with like a gun to my head. Hey, what did you vlog about two days ago? I have no idea. Yeah. You know, it just like you put it, it's almost like an Instagram story in a way, except for I can kind of go back and watch it. Like you make it, you put it out there and then done. And so it's liberating in a way, but then, you know, so anyway, people will like come up and be like, Oh man, yes. Um, you know, I, uh, I love that one you did about X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay, cool. Or they'll like talk about like a tiny little detail that I didn't even think would be noticed necessarily in the video. Yeah. And they'll kind of talk about that or, um, you know, I don't know. So it's just like the, those are the unexpected ones, the random, just out of nowhere stuff. Um, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> you know what I always find interesting, and I don't know if you ever get this as a creator. Um, when you look at your view count, for some reason, even though the view count is whatever it is, maybe it's 50, maybe it's 500, maybe it's 5,000, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You, It's like you still assume nobody is watching. Like, you know what I mean? Like you still assume no one, I don't know why, like you just, you know, I, I, I don't know how to explain, I guess maybe my feelings, but then, you know, I I get the same thing, you know, people be like, Oh, the vlog, you know, the show, the show. And and I'm like, you watch the show. You know, like I I still, you know, I've done almost 50 episodes, been doing it for, you know, more than almost six months, I guess. I, I started in August. I don't even remember. And, uh, and, I, and I'm like, you watch the show? Like, I don't know. I still right, say exactly. that to myself. Like, why Why do you think it is that, you know, we create these things, you put them out there, and then I don't know why I just assume, no matter how many views it gets, I just assume no one watches. Like, no one really watches. Like, I, for some reason, it's just always, they're just like fake view. You're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, they watched the first 10 seconds, and that's how I got yeah. the view. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm the same way. I kind of, like, picture my mom just hitting refresh, like, yeah. 50 times <laughs> yes. or whatever. You know, like, I... I I 100% am right there with you. And it's, dude, it really is the power of video though, because like those, anybody that watches, uh, you know, the show or, I mean, heck, dude, before I came to Elevate, I kind of felt like I knew a little bit just by uh, the blog or, you know, like it's that ability to like connect without connecting. And, it, and, it's, and it's even though it's kind of one-sided it's, and it's weird as the person that creates that content, when that sort of when, when that interaction happens face to face, finally, it's kind of weird because they feel like they know you like crazy, and you don't know them because you're not on the side of their computer that they're watching it, right? So yeah. it's uh, it's it's weird, but it's uh, it's so cool, man. I mean, it, it helps I think in in so many ways. You know. So a buddy of mine who's in the marketing space, his name is Brian Fanzo. Um, he he has this saying that I think is is just so incredibly uh, relevant to what you just said. It's um, social media isn't meant to replace a handshake; it's meant to turn a handshake into a hug. And oh, that's huge. right, and I'll tell yes. you that line has stuck with me my entire career. And he said the first time I heard him say, it, he said it like five or six years ago and it's just always stuck with me because 
and it because it, it literally manifests itself in real life. Like the first yep. time we shook hands, I'm pretty sure we did a bro hug and not just yeah. like a hand reach out shake because yeah. I, we talked on social media a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watched so much stuff. I've been watching some of the stuff you did. And when we saw each other, it's like, boom, boom, yo, what's up, dude? You know, yeah. not just, oh, hi, I'm Ryan. Hey. Hi, I'm Woody. You know, yeah. and, and that interaction becomes so much more valuable. And you, 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 it's like you, um, it's like instead of all that awkwardness of a, we just met each other and then the kind right. of feeling each other out period, it's like all that's been done and we can just get to like, let's hang out and chat and talk about work and talk about life and all the things that you talk about with people, you know, like that, right. that's what I love about this stuff. Absolutely, man. And I mean, that's the beauty of it, too, is like <clears throat> while it's super important to kind of have that within your industry, like I'm so excited, like, man, dude, elevate. Uh, first off, if anybody's listening, you haven't bought a freaking ticket, dude. And I promise Ryan did not tell me to say this. Like, you have to do it. If there's like some sort of like, well, I don't really know. Like Elevate was by far. I went to a couple conferences last year and I've gone already a couple this year. Elevate just blew it out of the water. And I think like I came in kind of hot with that. Like last year after the conference, probably you're like, okay, Woody, like chill out, man. We get it. You like us. But it's true, man. Like I made, and it really was like the session, the sessions were incredible, but the freaking people that I met, like, yeah. oh my gosh, dude, it's like, I mean, it's, it really is invaluable, man. I mean, the, uh, the connections within the industry and, and resources, man, like I'm calling, uh, um, Rob McCarthy on Monday, man, just to ask him some questions about some stuff, you know? Yeah. And he didn't even live in my state. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, so it's like, it's just incredible, man. I mean, so, <clears throat> um, and I kind of lost my train of thought there where I was going. But no, it's yeah, okay. So, uh, I, I appreciate you saying that. I, I really do. And, and uh, so I did not tell Woody to say that. I I, uh, I appreciate you. You know, it, it was fun, man. I remember you were sitting. I remember looking out over the audience. And um, I think you were in the front. Were you in the front row? Oh, yeah. You, front, freaking Yeah, row, yeah. Man. And I... And, um, and we still hadn't even, or no, we'd shaken hands the night before. So I knew, you know, we had met like yeah. formally, even though I, I knew you, mm-hmm. we knew each other before that. But then, you know, it was just like, it, it, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know it's like, it's like our conference. So I get kind of, yeah. it was so much well, fun I mean, for dude, me. You know what I mean? Like, it was just so much yeah. fun to meet, like the number of people that I got to meet for the first time. And, and it's like that part of it. I'll tell you what, one thing I've come full circle on. Um, since putting on Elevate and going to other conferences as well, uh, and and uh, some being in tech conferences and some being uh, state association conferences and stuff like they all like you get out of those conferences the energy that you bring to them. And the mm-hmm. cool part that I thought about Elevate was it felt like everybody brought their I'm gonna just meet people energy like everybody Dude, brought that I mean, energy. I I think I think that's true, but I feel like part of the reason why it was maybe amplified was just like the vibe, man. I mean, like I didn't know, aside from you and Noah of Sydney and kind of talked to her kind of back and forth a little bit. I knew no one there, man. I think I was like the only dude from Georgia, which I love that. (laughs) I do, man. I think that's like so badass. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, and so like, I didn't know anybody, but like this, the the second, I think we've talked about this before, the second I walked in there, the music, the lights, everything, I was just like, Dude, I and this sounds so corny, man, and, and there's gonna be people maybe like rolling their eyes when they hear this, but it's like I felt like finally, dude, like I am freaking 
home. Like this, uh, I can tell already this is going to be the conference, man. And like, and then you son of a gun, then <laughs> your freaking opener with freaking Star Wars uh, gifts or gifs or whatever you want to call them. I was like, that was it, man. Like, I was like, ah, oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. Like total nerd, like <laughs> chill moment. Like I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Um, so yeah, dude, I mean, I think yes, people brought that energy, but I mean, you know, the re- I think the reason why those people brought that energy and they attended that conference is because that's the audience that you built, I think, you know, in my yeah. opinion. Um, because there's a lot of people, you go to some conferences, man, and you you start talking about some of the things that we talk about, some of the things that are on, you know, every single, uh, you know, blog or vlog or anything that Agency Nation puts out as a whole. And there's agency owners out there, dude, that just you know just think it's just bullcrap you know yep. uh and i know that's got to be tough for you but for me it's like i don't get it man you know i mean i think that's part going back to sort of like you know uh being a uh, a moderator and stuff and that's the kind of stuff that i want to hear about from these folks that are essentially like the the future leaders of the industry is how do we despite people sort of sort of um, discounting the importance of social and digital marketing and and then of course god dude doing it right like i avoid linkedin linkedin like the plague because people don't know how to do it right man that's still the place where it's like yeah i have social media because they have a linkedin account and they've never like they don't know how to interact with people man they just like come in like i think you'd be interested in this 20 percent uh, discount for yeah. your adt because i'm like get, get off you know like you oh know- my god you know what I do to those people? I pitch them on uh, I pitch them on um, sponsorship for Elevate. So when <laughs> someone sends me that, I immediately go, "Thank you." You know what? I have an amazing offer for you. I want you to be a platinum sponsor for Elevate. It's it's a it, this is perfect for your company. Twenty thousand dollars, and oh, it's the bet. And I literally go, I do it all the time. I go right back at them with a hardcore like big offer mm-hmm. that that in most cases isn't even relevant because they're selling me like <laughs> like erection pills or something. And, oh my I, and you know, and you're, it's just the best part is they stop communicating with you. So yeah, I gotta say I've never gotten the erection pill uh, offers from LinkedIn. That's interesting, but um, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, man. I mean, like, how do we? How do we? You know, because we, here's also what I found. Man. I'm I'm in an extremely fortunate situation, and I think pretty rare, really, in that like our agency owner is. I mean, God, he's like a couple years younger than me, actually, and is someone that will really listen to any idea for the most part he's a firm believer in like you know let's not talk about ideas let's talk about like okay you've got this like plan of action now just go do it you know let's just see let's just experiment and that is so beneficial man because um you know he can see the forest for the trees in terms of like you know and there's just a lot of people in the agent agent friends that I have I know they don't have that same thing and so it's got to be tough so how do you navigate through those sort of difficult waters and still emerge a leader in the industry not burn out and 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 and, you know don't run the agency into the ground because you know a closed-mindedness really he's also willing to fly his drone in snow so that's also a huge huge exactly (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. That He's pond behind his house. I have probably seen that on his Instagram feed 400 times from the air. It's yep. amazing. Absolutely, man. <laughs> all those, all the, man, that neighborhood, like, that's our, like, man, we, we crush in that neighborhood because they have, you know, wood shake roofs and we're, you know, awesome at writing those policies. So we love. <laughs> He Love just flies that there. drone around scoping for wood shake roof homes and then he yeah. rolls up on well, well, Hi, I was flying my drone over your house the other day. I saw you have a wood shake uh, roof. Yeah, exactly. Get the perfect insurance <laughs> Almost every one that. of them in there. Um, you know, just to follow up on that last thought that you had there um, about, you know, the industry and, you know, one of the things, uh, so, so, the way that I market Elevate, the the way that I talk about it, you know, I use GIFs and, you know, started it with Star Wars and came out to, you know, Stoop Dog Gin and Juice and, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of stuff. <clears throat> that turns a lot of people off. And, yeah. you know, one of the things that I'd say I am very lucky for is actually my CEO, who is really cut from the more classical mm-hmm. conservative cloth for the most part. I mean, he was yeah. he was raised at Aon and uh, Gallagher and, and a lot of those type of big conservative agencies, but he kind of lets me do that stuff. And, and, and what we've kind of come to believe, and I think, that, you know, this is kind of building off your point, is that, is that what we're trying to do with this conference, and I, and I know we're talking about the conference too much, I don't mind, I just, it, you're such a big part of it, like who you are and what you're trying to do both as a person and for the industry is like such a microcosm of like exactly what the conference is. It's just, we're trying to build, everything that I do personally is about building the industry that I want to work in, not necessarily the one we work in today. And what I think is cool is that whether it's Elevate or at a young agents group in a big IS state association or it's at IAOA or it's on some Facebook group or some, you know, a bunch of people just get together and have coffee or the 5 a.m. club or whatever. What has happened, I think, in the last 12 to 18 months that, and and there's no like hard and fast to that, that's just a feeling, is that it went from, if you were thinking about doing the insurance business different in any capacity, not just digital marketing, you were the outsider. You know, you were that, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. That's not the way we do business. That mentality, I think, has changed. If you're the guy who's sitting there going, you know, harumph, this is the way we do it, you know? You know, that, yeah. or this is the way my grandfather did it, and this is the way, you're now the outsider. That guy is now the outsider. The guy who's, who's right. who, who, who bristles and, and causes friction and is unwilling to be uh, innovative and adapt to the new world, that's the person who's the outsider today. And that's what I think is so interesting, is that when you sit in a room, uh, oval or otherwise, and 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 you want to stop progress, you know, for the for the fact that it this is the way it's always been done. You don't have a circle of people looking at you like you know, hey, you know, dilly dilly. It's it's the exact opposite. It's been flipped on its head. And now, if you want to do a daily vlog, as you know what I mean, you're you're mm-hmm. you're you're the the CEO, the the founder of your agency is like, go do a daily vlog, Woody. That's cool, man. I love it. Yeah. Like that's that's becoming the norm, and I know we're not there all the way, but more and more that is the case, and it it just gives me so much hope for uh, for what we have to come. I mean, just we're like at the very beginning, like we're not even in inning one of all the cool, amazing stuff 
that we can do and that if we really embrace this and 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 we kind of start really working together I'm like like we're starting to do man 10 years from now how much freaking fun is this gonna be uh, exactly man and I mean like I said it can care to any of your interests, you know, like, I mean, if you like to, you know, I know video, video is the, the hot topic right now, but it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, Gary V said, dude, it's like from the dawn of time, essentially, uh, the modes of communication are always going to be important, you know, written word, spoken word, and now video. And I don't think that's ever going to change. Um, so if you don't like to freaking have a camera pointed at your face walking around your own town, which by the way, I'm not, it's so weird. It really is. Like there's times in, in where I'm just like, Oh God, you know, people are definitely looking at me like I'm a freaking lunatic. Um, but I committed to doing a daily vlog, so I got to do it. Um, if, if you're not down for that, if you, if you feel like getting all the gear and, and having to navigate through that and, and figuring all that stuff out, that's going to slow you down from just putting stuff out of there. Then do you like to write? Do you like to just complain about, um, you know, football or whatever, like start a podcast. There's so many, like we literally like are living through the absolute best time to be an insurance agent, in my opinion, than there ever was, man. I mean, like, for the most part, and I hope some carriers are listening, ding, 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 uh, most most carriers like do uh, e-signature. You know, we don't have to go physically to a person's house to get a physical signature anymore. We don't have to like go through the Accord form and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do it online. And we have all these tools and cheap, cheap dirt, cheap ways to market and then connect with our clients and referral sources and all this that didn't exist in the past. Then. And it's just like, it's so exciting to me. And when I think about, <clears throat> because yes, I agree that it's like shifting and I'm super optimistic about it, but it's funny, man, when I go into like a, you know, a carrier meeting, um, with some of the other agencies in in, in Georgia, for example, <clears throat> the I think sometimes um, there's just like this air of sort of I don't know. Even, even and this could be unfair. Maybe we're just diving into a, in a different direction, a little too deep. But I get this vibe sometimes from other agency owners that is kind of like, uh, you know, who's this guy? Uh, even though like our production, well, I mean, it's better than theirs, for example, they still kind of have this, like, you know, anything this dude says isn't as important because he hasn't been in the industry that long or, you know, he's artsy, I guess. I don't really know, man. It's, it's weird. It's like this thing. And in my firm, firm belief as, uh, as intense as this sounds, is like, I feel like there's a lot of agencies, man, that if they don't do it, right and start to learn and start to do it now that they're dinosaurs man you know it, it, like the consumer is good or bad used to that sort of amazon style customer experience like we could go on and on about how like society sucks these days and all that kind of stuff dude it's just the reality right i mean they don't want to have to like sit on the phone on hold waiting for someone to answer just so they can get a copy of their ID cards, right? They want that power at their fingertips. <clears throat> and I think that's fine. You know, there still are people that want to talk to me and I answer the phone and I talk to them. But I think that if agencies don't shift a lot of things, then it's just going to be, you know, they're going to be dinosaurs, man, that you 
used to exist because the the industry is shifting. Uh, and I think the same the same goes for carriers too, man. I mean, I think that carriers um, that don't that just have so much for it. If it's difficult for me to do my job and provide solutions for people because your system takes an hour just to like log in or whatever, or like I have to um, know C++ programming to be able to like quote a boat, like you're not gonna get the business, right? So it blows my mind when carriers are just so far behind on stuff, but I don't understand it at all, you know? And then they want us to sign up for their, you know, free um, Facebook ad marketing campaign. Like, come on, guys, like, <laughs> put the money somewhere else because those suck. Okay, grilling tips with a picture is a commercial. Yeah. Um. So anyway, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, um, I was talking to an agency owner the other day, and he came up to me and he said, "He goes, you know how uh, all that stuff that you were talking about with uh, Seth Zaremba and carrier sculpting, and how you know the days of agencies carrying twenty agency appointments um, just because you know that those are coming to an end." He goes, "I've been talking to some people. He's like." I absolutely think that's going to happen. And when you think about the fact that today there are a lot of carriers who have appointed agents simply because agents are willing to carry 20 appointments, what happens when agents go down to five to six appointments total for their agency? Mm -hmm. You have five or six good appointments and a good MGA relationship, and you really don't need that much more than that. And when that happens, what happens to the carriers that don't get selected into that five or six carrier group? Um, You know, I think it's... Today is, I think it would be almost inconceivable for a carrier, um, for carrier executives to think that that's a possibility. But looking down the road, I mean, if I were a principal today, why? I mean, I look at the way a lot of carriers operate. Why would I need more than five or six? I mean, you get a couple markets to quote. You get a really good relationship going with them. You know their products inside and out. You start to build up your uh, your contingencies with them. You know, then once you get some good quality uh, business with them that's consistent, stays on the books, they start to take care of you. Why expand? You just take three less points and go to an MGA if you find something crazy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that type of methodology is gonna, it's really gonna be more and more prevalent across the country and uh, for the carriers who aren't looking at their agents as a as one of their constituents, as one of their customers and providing that customer experience, I absolutely positively think that uh, what you just described is gonna start to happen. And uh, mm-hmm. I think, even more than agencies, carriers are going to be shell shocked when that starts to happen. That when the real transition, when it really picks up momentum, um, and things and things start shaking out, um, they, which they haven't even started to yet, uh, from right. this whole digital marketplace and digital revolution, um, I, I think carriers are going to be the ones that are really shell shocked when agencies just start dropping appointments and saying, "I got seventy thousand bucks with you. Like, what do I need to have that I can just." move it and I'll lose a little bit of it, but it's okay. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to have your marketing rep come into my office and, and beat me over the head, you know, for an extra mm-hmm. 10 grand in, in premium this year or whatever it's. So I'm with you, man. You know, I think, uh, 
I think that I made a very good decision. I'm going to slap pat myself on the back. I made a very good decision in having you moderate this panel. I cannot wait for uh, to see what you do with it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the group does as a whole. And uh, and I just want to say thanks for for being part of this whole thing, man. I mean, you are you, you you whether you know it or not, you are a really big part of the of the Agency Nation journey and and what we're doing. And and the time we got to spend at Agent 2021 was incredibly meaningful to me. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm just happy you're part of it bro well i appreciate you asking me to be man i mean that's like uh you know it's just amazing you know and um i mean like i like i always say man you you guys are incredible i I like the fact that at you know at times you, you you know as a whole agency nation may say something that is seemingly abrasive to the audience you know um but i love that man i love uh I love things that are like thought provoking and things that, um, and again, I think that's just because of the background coming from outside of the, the industry. You know, um, I don't believe that everything has to be done in a prescribed manner, you know, yeah. I love hearing agents with new ideas. That's I mean, dude, that's why I'm, I'm super excited to, to moderate this panel because I can't wait to hear these answers, man. You know, yeah. I can't wait to hear what these folks like have to say and, and pick up little tips and tricks here and there and like, Oh gosh, you know what? Boom. That that's an amazing idea. I never thought of that. And that's, that's why I love and this kind of stuff. And I'm super, super excited. Um, you know, for this panel for sure. And, and, and then just gosh, the freaking conference in general, man, I was listening Dude, the downside of, of creating every single day and just like having so much like output is I don't have enough time sometimes to, to um, like watch or listen to things. But I had a couple long drives this week. So I caught up on the, uh, on the uh, podcast, man. And uh, man, excited about seeing Billy Williams again. Yeah. Uh, he's a good dude, man. Awesome. <clears throat> good dude, yeah. Awesome. Hey, brother, where can people get a hold of you? Dude, they can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram. So Facebook's, uh, I think, Woody Brown 4. Instagram, same thing, Woody Brown 4. And then, of course, go to YouTube.com slash Woody Brown. You can watch my daily vlog um, anytime. Awesome. My friends, if you have not got your ticket... To- to Elevate, go to elevateconference.com. That's elevateconference.com. Get your ticket today. Use the discount code Hanley50. I'll get you an extra 50 bucks off for being a listener to this podcast. Come see Woody. Come shake this guy's hand. Follow his his the YouTube thing. He, you, there's, I wouldn't imagine that anyone can keep up with every single episode, but dive in, capture a couple episodes, and just see what he's doing. I mean, there's so much to take out of it. Dude, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to get out of here. If they show love, I'ma show it back If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that Alright, yeah, let's do that again If they show love, I'ma show it back If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that Alright, yeah, let's get into it A lot of things have happened since we last spoke Like Spanish hopes, half empty, now this glass is broke And I'm the captain of this crash boat I always choose to do the backflow I know that not a lot of humans are as sharp as I am My modesty's my greatest quality It's not, I'm lying I know I'm only just alright With this hard of rhyming No, I'm not applying myself In fact, I'm hardly trying But just imagine what would happen If I stuck to rapping, man I'd probably have a helicopter and a
couple mansions with some guard dogs and a bunch of fans they love attacking. Probably not, but it's fun to imagine. Hey, yo, I can't complain of where I'm at. I'm just happy to be here. I'd be ecstatic if we happen to have a repeat here. Thanks to Pro Leader, I'm rapping the heaters while passing the reefer. Man, that's what I call having a breather. If they show love, I'ma show it back. If the catch is too small, I'ma throw it back. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. I've done a lot, but I ain't got a lot to show for that. Is my 